city of Spokane Valley issue a proclamation stating that our city is a Second Amendment sanctuary city. Today on Church and State, we have so much privilege. This is a privilege episode. Privilege multiplied. Privilege squared. Mostly squared because it's only me and Gabe's not here. I know I'm a square. Hello, Christian patriots, and welcome to Church and State, where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics. I'm your host, Caleb Collier, and once again, your favorite far-right shock jock and the most schizophrenic show you listen to on a daily basis. And boy, do I have proof of that today. This is going to be a fun episode. I know you guys love it when... uh, there's a little bit more comedy. Uh, pretty much the entire show is going to be comedy. So gear up for that one. Before I begin, uh, let's go ahead and uh, head over to the website, churchandstate.media. Once again, use this to download the show, share it, watch it, um, and uh, also donate. Please donate. We need money. We definitely do. And I'm tired of talking about it. I, I hate this part of the job, but I need it uh, in order to stay on the air. So uh, please, if you love the show, as much as I do, then help fund it. Because I certainly help fund it. Um, you can do this by just hitting the donate button. Or you can take advantage of all of our fine affiliates. And we've got so many good ones. Uh, Tuttle Twins. Let me hit that one. I like the Tuttle Twins because if the content of what I'm going to be dis- discussing on today's show, if the people who read or are involved in this, in this content, if they simply read the Tuttle Twins, it wouldn't be an issue anymore. Yeah, if they just figured out that you don't have privilege, nobody cares about your emotions, the world can be kind of harsh, get a job, don't worry about it, you're going to be tired. If they just read the title twins, they'd figure it all out. So make sure your kids don't grow up to be sniveling leftists by reading the title twins. If you want to get a hold of us, Church and State 1776 at Proton.me. Once again, love getting your emails. Please write. Sometimes I get a little bit lonely. All right. I've got, I'm excited about today's show. I really am. I've got a lot of good content here. Um, This one comes from Brandy Cruz, who actually uh, interviewed me one time. Uh, Came over and uh, interviewed myself and a couple of other, uh, actually Gabe was in on that interview as well. uh, Talking about um, uh, the Patriot Movement. Uh, I like her. She uh, she's actually pretty fair, and uh, and she's got this great show called Undivided. Uh, and she's trying to unite the people under under as Americans. It's a good thing, right? But she found this a handout, this worksheet. It was handed out to students in Blaine School District. Which, by the way, that school district is a mess. We're going to do stuff about school districts that'll come up in a little bit here. But they have a thing called the Power privilege checklist. <clears throat> this exercise is to help you learn about those areas of your life in which you have privilege and those areas in which you do not. Please look at the descriptions in each column, check off each column, the description that applies to you. And then you got to grade yourself. <coughs> so I went through this. I actually had my, I apologize for the cough. I, uh, I'm battling another illness. So what happens when you have kids and a wife who's a nurse. They bring home germs, nasty germs. Anyway, 
So on the norm, you have the norm, and Chris has got a picture of this for us for our, our uh, viewing pleasure here. And then you have the other that's less privileged. So it starts off with men or women. So if I'm a man, I am privileged. If I'm a woman, I am not privileged or less privileged. So there's a check for me. I got one of those. White or people of color. Well, I am white, so I get another point here. Heterosexual or lesbian, gay, bisexual. Well, I am very much heterosexual. Non-transgender, yep, because that doesn't exist. So, yeah, I'm definitely non-transgender. Wealthy, um, I don't know, but I think according to what they would grade this off of, they would definitely classify me as wealthy. I am an adult, even though I have the humor of a small child. I am an adult, so it's another point for me. Traditionally educated, yes, I went to college. Got a 3.9. Boy, you guys didn't know that, did you? Yeah, 3.9 in college. It's easy when you get a major in history. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, society's definition of saint. I don't know on that one. I'm not sure. That might be a question mark. Um, (coughs) I'm pretty sure that they believe that I have oppositional defiance disorder. As my friends over at Be Vigilant and Emancipation Propaganda pointed out, I am flat earth curious. Uh, So I have some interesting theories. I don't believe we landed on the moon. I believe that 9-11 was an inside job. I believe that there was election fraud. I believe that the vaccine actually killed people. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So maybe I'm not sane. I don't know. But we'll, we'll play around with that number. Okay. Uh, tempor- temporarily able-bodied. What? Temporarily able-bodied versus differently abled. Uh, yeah, I can use all of my limbs. Uh, so I'm going to give myself a point on that one. Society's uh, d- definition of attractive. I am a beautiful person. Just look at me. Take a minute. For those of you on the radio, just listen to the sound of my voice. Don't I sound attractive? But for those of you that can see me on the video, I am a, that is a handsome guy right there. Look at that guy. Yeah. I'm just going to pause and admire myself. For, this is terrible. <laughs> All right. I'm done. Um, society's definition of emotionally stable. Clearly, I am the very definition of emotionally stable. So I'm going to give myself a point there. Young adult or middle-aged? Yeah, I'm middle-aged. English speaking? Yeah, I've never been able to really learn another language. This just doesn't click for me. Uh, Average size? Yeah. Uh, White collar? Yep, I am. Non-institutionalized versus institutionalized? I have never been to jail. Uh, Non-victims versus survivors? Isn't that an interesting one? Non-victims versus survivors. Um, I don't have a victim mentality. So yeah, I'm going to give myself a point there as well. Christian, you bet you, I am definitely a Christian. North American, yes, indeed. Two heterosexual parents per family. Yep, got a mom and dad. Healthy, other than this cough, yes. And a landowner. That's right, I'm a landowner. So I have a total score of 22. Chris, play it for me. I've got a total score of 22. 22. Step aside, please. We have white privilege. I got it. <laughs> I got it. I got the privilege. Now, I could be a 21. I, I don't know if, if they're going to, if I qualify under that uh, definition of sane. I'm not sure on that one. So I'm either a 22 or a 21. 
All right. For church and state, if you are involved in church and state in any way, I'm going to say that you have to have a certain amount of privilege points. I haven't specified the number yet, but I want to hear what Chris got. Chris, what'd you get? I'm giving myself 21 on that. 21. Which one did you not give yourself? I, took, I had to t- mark off landowners. Okay. You're not a landowner. You think you're sane, huh? You're a vegetarian, man. That's but, my privilege. That's not sane. I, I, I took the privilege of calling myself sane. Okay. Pat, let me hear you. What'd you get? Uh, well, my total score was 14. Oh, that's not enough. Pat, you're fired. Wait a minute. I got to hear this. What, what, do, what are you less privileged on? Let me hear this. Well, I don't think I had any. Let me see. I, I don't have it up right now. I, do, I didn't have any uh, victimhood status of any sort. Okay. Well, but I did grow up on the other side of the tracks, so that might have had something to do with it. Okay. Did you give yourself blue collar? Uh, yeah. Blue collar. Um, all right. Well, anyway, should I don't know. 14. The, should have had the institutionalized. Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. There you go. Those are rookie numbers, though, man. You got to bring up your privilege <laughs> points. Okay. We'll work on that with you. We're going to get you be- to where you're way more privileged. I'd appreciate it. I almost had a perfect score. I, I think... I don't know. I'm going to give myself the perfect score of 22. Okay. Cause I think I'm saying 22. I, I feel so good about myself right now. Like I literally have a silver, silver spoon in my mouth right now. <laughs> Life is perfect for me. There will never be anything difficult. I will never get arrested by the police. Never have to worry about a police car behind me. I literally just like roll down the window. Dude, I got privilege here. Move on, move on to somebody else. Amplified, please. We have white privilege. Yeah, right there. I'll, I'll be using that line all the time now. Now, obviously, this is ridiculous. But you got to ask yourself, why in the world did they even hand this thing out? What is the purpose behind this? So that kids can rank themselves? And obviously, in today's society, what do we want? We don't want to have the privilege. No, you don't want to be this. You want to be on the other side. You want to be less privileged because then you're the hero. You have a life that has not allowed you to be successful. So it's the blame game. Anything ever goes wrong in your life? Well, yeah, it's because I don't have privilege. Not like that guy does. This is utterly ridiculous that they are teaching the children in our public school system. This is for young children. That, that they can either be privileged or less privileged. And then, of course... What does this encourage them to do? Well, I don't want that perfect score. I don't want to be a 22. I do. I love being a 22. But the other kids, they don't, they don't want to be that. They don't want that perfect score. So maybe we start changing some things, right? Like, what can we change? Oh, well, we can become transgender. So now I'm a woman and a transgender. So that's going to be two of the less privileged points, the victim points, Right? Uh, people of color, you, you, a few people have tried, but that, that's still kind of, uh, that's kind of off limits. But I could be lesbian, gay, or bisexual. Right? I could uh, be irresponsible with my money, so I could become poor. You've got cases of individuals who now identify as children, so I could do that. Um, could I take back my degree? I don't know. Probably not. So I probably can't do anything with that. 
I can definitely go insane. I'm this close anyway. What'd you say? Yeah, I could. You're right. I could get really fat. I could um, develop a disability. I could definitely do that. Um, I'll never, ever not be attractive. So there's that, that goes out the window, of course. Uh, I, I could definitely work on not being emotionally stable. Uh, yeah, I could get fat. I could go to jail. Um, I could stop being a Christian. Uh, I could move out of North America. Right? Like, th- this is ridiculous. But this is what it's encouraging kids to do, is to look for ways so they can actually reduce their privilege points. Just accept it. Like, if this is who you are, accept who you are. Like, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying being a 22, a perfect score. <coughs> but also, if you're a woman, if you're a person of color, if you're obese... You can, well, you can do something about being obese. But if you're poor, the beauty of America is that you can be successful. Just work hard. Nobody cares about your sex, your race. Okay? Just work hard. Embrace the American principles. And none of this matters. All right. Moving on from there. And this, is, this one really excites me. Um. Obviously, the audience knows that I work for TPUSA Faith. I've taken on a new uh, role within the, um, within the department. And so one of the responsibilities that I have here now is I get to work on the school board tours. So as you well know, I'm not a fan of our public indoctrination systems. In fact, they make me quite angry. Well, I get to work with a pastor by the name of John Amanchukwu. Yeah, it's a mouthful. I love this guy. This guy is like a six foot four black man, hates critical race theory and hates the porn that they're peddling in our public schools. And so I'm getting to set up tours for him. Well, he was just recently in Pennsylvania. We're bringing him to Boise. That's right. I know that uh, this radio show reaches Boise. So, hey, get ready. We are coming November 13th. We are coming down to Boise. This is going to be exciting. But he was just recently in Pennsylvania and uh, he was addressing the public schools. He was at a school board meeting. Listen to what he had to say. Go ahead, Chris. On himself. As we kissed, he began unzipping my pants. He reached his hand down and pulled out my He quickly went to giving me He then came up and asked me if I wanted to try on him. I said, sure. I began and he said, watch your teeth. But he had been enjoying before I ever came along. If that isn't pornographic to you, Something's wrong with your soul and with your mind and you have a mental disorder. C.S. Lewis once talked about chestless men. And as I look on this board today, I see a lot of men, more, more men than I normally see on school boards. There's a man, there's a man, there's a man, there's a man, and there's a man. We have men who have lost the pair of and they fear to speak up because they are threatened by what people will say. I love this. Now, for those of you who don't know, he was reading a book a book that is in the libraries at these public schools. Okay, this is something that your child can check out. And TPUSA Faith did a great job of bleeping out the disgusting content, but you were able to put it together, right? You were able to string those words along. This is disgusting that our children are reading books like this. 
and that we are saying that the experts, the librarians, they know best. And they, we, of course, we don't want to engage in like book burning. Like that, that's what Nazis did. No, books like these should be burned. Books like these have no place whatsoever around children. I would argue they shouldn't even be around adults. But you know what? The libertarian in me says, hey, if an adult wants to read that kind of stuff, fine. I don't think it's a good idea as a Christian, but fine. You have that right. But children? Children should never be subjected to this type of pornographic material. And you know what, school boards? You're on notice. The parents of this great country are rising up and they're saying enough. And so if you want to retain your seat, you better listen to me and the millions of other parents in this country that say, if you stand behind something like this, if you stand behind having or reading pornographic material to our kids, if you stand behind bringing drag queens in to do story hours, well, then you're going to lose your position on that school board. Pastor John is coming for you. He's traveling all around this country, and he's going to take it to you. And we are going to mobilize and motivate and energize parents all over this country. So be prepared. Be prepared to lose your seat. And be prepared to deal with a lot of angry Christian parents. Let's move on to uh, just a story that showcases what's wrong with the younger generation. I feel like my parent right now. I do. I feel like my parent. My parents were always shaking their head at the younger generation. Now, I grew up in, in you know, my teenage years. Child, I was in the 80s, teenage years in the 90s. It was a great time, right? But parents were still like, oh, my gosh, have you seen the youth of today? And now here I am, 45 years old. Apparently, I'm getting old, telling kids to get off my lawn. But seriously, we've got a problem when we've got social media influencers who are going on TikTok to describe what's wrong with the nine to five job. Chris, do you have that video ready for me? Let's go ahead and play that so they can listen to it from her own words. Hey, just saw the Dixie D'Amelio. No, you don't have it ready, I guess. Okay, don't worry. You find it, I'll take over. It's what talk show hosts do, right? It's a young girl, somewhere in her 20s. And she just got her first nine to five job. And she's very upset because. Entire day is just appointments. It's just errands. I'm like, I save up for those days. I love those days. No, that's not the right video. I don't know. If I was able to walk to work, it would be fine. There it is. But I'm not. So it literally takes me, like, I leave here, like, I get on the train at 7.30, and I don't get home till like, 6.15 earliest. And then, like, I don't have time to do anything. I don't, I want to shower, eat my dinner, and go to sleep. I don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either. Like, I don't have energy to work out. Like, that's out the window. Like, I'm so upset. Oh, my God. Nothing to do with my job at all, but just like the nine to five schedule in general is crazy. Being in the office nine to five, like if it was remote, you get off at five and you're home and everything's fine. But like I'm not home. It takes me long to get home and like like people that drive to the office, like it doesn't you don't get off at five. And I know it could be worse. I know I could be working longer, but like 
I literally get off, it's pitch black, like, I don't have energy, how do you have friends, like, how do you have time to, like, meet, like, a guy, I don't know, like, how do you have time for, like, dating, like, I don't have time for anything, and I'm, like, so stressed out, and I'm also getting my period, so that's why I'm all emotional, but, like, am I so dramatic? It's fine. Just, wow. Like, suck it up, buttercup. Come on now, you're really gonna go on TikTok with your, I don't know, millions of uh, viewers. I don't know how many she has. But still, you're gonna go on here and you're gonna complain to people about a nine to five job. The fact that you gotta be up at 7.30. Oh my gosh, 7.30? There's so many people that I know. I mean, I usually get up at 6.30. She got 1.1 million views. And, and a lot of these people were supporting her. A lot of these people were like, I get it, honey. <coughs> Life is so tough. Are you kidding me? You will never be successful. I can guarantee you. And you want to know why? Because talk to any millionaire out there. Talk to anybody who's built a business. And you know what? They sacrificed. They put in long hours. They got up early. They worked late. They sacrifice time with their family. They sacrifice time with their friends. That's how you're successful in America. But this young girl, no, she can't even handle her first job, which I guarantee you isn't all that stressful. She can't handle the fact that she's completely on her own. She doesn't have kids that she's got to go wake up. Kids that are like, oh, my lunch isn't packed. I didn't get breakfast. My tooth hurts. Right? None of that stuff either. Okay? She does, she's not a parent. She doesn't have a spouse. She's completely on her own because she's talking about dating. And she can't handle this. Look, it's not my proudest moments, okay? But when I was in the Marine Corps, I was telling the guys this. When I was in the Marine Corps, I would drink till 5 in the morning and then go run at 6 in the morning. Runs three miles in the Marine Corps. Just sweating out alcohol, okay? And you know what? I did it. All right? Definitely not my proudest moment. As, as I wasn't a Christian back then. But even still now, like, I've never not had a job. I, I think I started working at the age of 14. Okay, that's when I first started working. I have never not had a job. Even in my high school years when I was an absolute idiot playing in bands, I worked at Albertsons for two and a half years. I was a bagger, and then I went into the service deli, cutting meats, cut off the tip of my finger too. That wasn't very fun. And then I joined the Marine Corps. And as soon as I got out of the Marine Corps, you know what the first thing I did? I had terminal leave. Everybody, know, everybody in the military knows what terminal leave is. You get like 30 days. You know, I didn't do anything, <laughs> right? But I was still getting a paycheck. And once I was off of that, I went to work at Pizza Hut delivering pizza. I just served this country for four years. And then I went to go deliver pizza. Was I like, this job's beneath me. This job sucks. I got to be up all late and everything because people are ordering pizza at midnight. No, I did that. And I did that until I got another job. That's what you do in America. You don't go on video and complain to most people who work probably harder than you do. This girl just makes me angry. And it proves to me without a shadow of a doubt, there's something wrong with this generation. Get off my lawn, rant over. All right. Last but not least, Greta Thunberg. Got it. I mean, if we're talking about what's wrong with the youth, we got to include Greta Thunberg, right? 
But this story is rather interesting. It's written by a, uh, an author, a scientist who's been studying this. But he says that the headline is Greta Thunberg is far from the only neurodivergent climate activist. Neurodivergent. This is what gave me pause. Do you see what they're doing here? We went as a society from calling them mentally retarded. Okay, that used to be acceptable. All right, to now, then it became autistic. And then it became Asperger's. And then it became you were on the spectrum. And now we're neurodivergent. Neurodivergent sounds like a superhero, doesn't it? Doesn't it, when you say those words, isn't it like, oh, there it is, Chris, perfect, perfect timing. Yeah, like, <coughs> I'm neurodivergent. What would the neurodivergent superpowers be? I wonder. Didn't you just see that? I, I like that, right? The, N, the ND, neurodivergent man. What is going on here? Why, why are we changing it to where they sound like they're cool or something? I don't know. The reality is, and, and the vast majority of my audience is going to understand this, the neurodivergent, you're injured, and most likely it's because of the vaccines. That's what's actually caused you to be this way. Right? But Hollywood, of course, Hollywood has been on top of this. They've been projecting. I talk about this a lot on the show. right? You remember the Divergent films? You remember how popular those were in the books? Right? They've been promoting this idea, specifically with our youth, because this movie was definitely geared towards a younger audience. But what was the plot line? It's a dystopian uh, society, which, of course, I'm going to watch because that's my genre. I love dystopian movies. And, and the movies were pretty well done. I, I will give them that. But what? They had like five basic personality types. And the main character, this, this girl, she's multiple and so she's divergent, and t- she has to hide it, who she truly is, because she's a threat to the society. All right, so this is where we get this idea that being divergent is cool, it's hip, it's trendy. All right, I want to be a divergent as well. And so now you've got this new term that, of course, because we're a society where we want to be less privileged, which makes us more privileged, now, of course, we're going to encourage this. We're going to be neurodivergent. We're going to be this cool new word. And so people are going to flock to this. People are going to try to become this. Right? Like, it's my superpower. Greta Thunberg actually says that her Asperger's syndrome is, and, and obsessive compulsive disorder is actually a superpower for her. But the article goes on. It's talking about the fact that so many of these neurodivergent people are actually becoming activists. And they identify specifically with the environmental movement. Because they speak boldly. They can't help but speak the truth. They pursue that truth. And so they want to jump on to be able to better humanity, better uh, the, the world. And the best way that they're doing this is through climate activism. Well, of course. We got to have the new Captain Planet, kids. That's basically what Greta Thunberg is. And you know what she is? She's not even the cool ones. You remember there were like four cool ones and one, one guy with the ring that nobody wanted? Remember, you had, you had fire, you had water, you had wind, you had earth, right? And they could do cool things. And you had that one poor sucker, heart. What? You gave him heart? Heart? Like, what? you talk to animals? But by their powers combined, Captain Planet, that's what our society has become. You've got these neurodivergent wackadoos 
that are all pretending they're Captain Planet people celebrating their illness. Church and State is sponsored in part by the Constitution Party and Patriot Church. I'm Caleb Collier. I was born for a storm. Welcome to the fire.